Welcome one, welcome all to the Snail Trail 4x4 Podcast. If you like going off-roading in Toyotas, wrenching on Toyotas, camping in Toyotas, and maybe even poking a wee little bit of fun at Toyotas, and of course, hearing about how racers like Toyotas better than Jeeps. It's okay, Trent. We're with you. Then this is the podcast for you. That's right, ladies and germs. My name is Tyler, and joining us today in the studio are a couple of really cool guys. We got Jimmy, we got Trent, we got Josh, and uh, this is going to be a really fun episode for you guys. Uh, I'll go over a little bit how it's going to work out in a minute, Uh, but first we want to say thank you to all the patrons out there. Um, because of you guys, we get to do some really cool stuff and, uh, share our stories and our adventures with you guys. So it's a lot of fun. Uh, we really enjoy what we do. We hope you guys enjoy what we're doing out here and the, the stories we're gathering from everybody out on the lake bed during the hammers and during, uh, the rest of the year with all the other shenanigans we get into. We did drop some pucks down at King of the Hammers. So we will launch those here shortly this week. Um, If you're in the area or going to be in the area, see if you can find them. Uh, We just had some more pucks printed out, uh, courtesy of Lee Lim over at Cruising to Camp. Um, And they turned out really good. So um, check those out. Uh, We'll get those moving again here now that we kind of got this kind of sorted out. Um, but we'll get more pucks out in the wild and then we'll, uh, recap and figure out which pucks are more than six months old that have been in the wild and release those and open those up to everybody out there, not just the patrons. So if you haven't seen it yet, there's a post on the patron page that is only visible to patrons, um, over at patreon.com. Um, and those have the listed GPS coordinates for, um, all the pucks we've released and the ones that have been found. So, Um, Make sure you go over there if you are a patron and check those out. And um, if you are not a patron, then you won't be able to see that post. Um, However, like I said, we'll go back through this week and find out which ones are six months old and uh, get those updated on another post that's open and viewable to the public so that everybody can get a chance to um, start finding some pucks and uh, earning some goodies and some swag and uh, once we get somebody to spell out snail trail four by four with them, we have a master mechanics, uh, tool set from gear wrench for you guys. So, uh, keep on the eye on the lookout, keep an eye open, keep on the lookout for those to, um, be a little bit more active here in the near future. Um, especially as the summer wheeling months start coming around and, uh, um, yeah, That's all I think we're going to cover in the housekeeping of this episode. It is a really cool episode. Um, It's just a kind of a different perspective, right? So we got in contact with uh, Trent and Josh, um, a buddy. Trent is a good buddy of Jimmy's. um, And uh, Josh is a kind of a rando that showed up out of nowhere (laughs) on Instagram uh, to co-dog and right seat with Trent uh, for a race. And, this is their both of their first times ever racing in King of the Hammers. They're going to be racing 4800 class. Um, you'll hear a little bit more about their story as we get into it. But what was really interesting, the kind of the fun twist we did was we interviewed them or Jimmy interviewed them before their race 
to kind of figure out, you know, how are they feeling? How do they feel about their prep? How do they feel about getting into the race? How does qualifying work out? Um, what's the race course like? All these really cool pieces of information that goes through a racer's head leading up to the race. And then we cut it and we came back to them and reconvened with them after their race. So we'll get to hear about if, uh, how they were feeling uh, before the race kind of lines up with how they're feeling after the race. Uh, there's a, a, some really fun twists and turns in the story here. Um, and it's a, it's a really cool, I think perspective of uh, sharing Trent and Josh's story and uh, everything kind of leading into this and then everything that happened during the race and how they're feeling about it. Um, what kind of shenanigans did they get themselves into during the race and uh, how they're feeling afterwards now that they've had a, a few hours to absorb what just happened and the train wreck they went through uh, uh, for, you know, 10 hours the day before. So I guess without further ado, um, we'll just jump right into it here. I'll let Jimmy take over and you guys will get to talk and are here about um, here. Jimmy talk with Trent and Josh about how their first race ever at King of the Hammers comes in and goes down. So let's grab your favorite drinks, grab some popcorn because this is a really fun episode. Hope you guys enjoy it. Let us know what you think about this uh, perspective, this uh, this way of doing this episode. We'll see if we can uh, track a, a few more racers down throughout the year to get their 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 this kind of the same concept, right? Where we can talk to them beforehand and then afterhand and see, <laughs> see the change in attitude or the keep the maintain maintenance of attitude. So I think it's really neat. Um, hopefully you guys enjoy and without further ado, let's get right on over to the interview. Welcome back, ladies, gentlemen, and all our four-legged friends. Uh, today, I'm sitting here with some wonderful people across the table from me down at the Johnson Valley King of the Hammers event. I have Trent with uh, car 4811. Uh, is it uh, Trent? Motor no, it's not motorsports. What did we go with? Just Trent Roberts. Trent Roberts. Okay, yeah. Trent Roberts. Um, and what? So, what class are you guys racing? I'm racing the uh, AMC 4800. Nice, exciting news. And we have Josh next to him. Did I get that right? Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, Josh, you're uh, the co-driver. Yep. Have you ever co-drove before? Not a single time. No. Did you have to go out and buy like the fire suit and the helmet and the Hans and everything right away? Oh yeah. You didn't have it already. No. You just sort of like threw your name into this hat and hope he picked you. Oh yeah. Cool. Well, we'll get into that and see, figure out how that all happened here in just a second. But I want to jump uh, back a little ways. Let's talk about uh, let's where you guys grew up. What do you guys drive on a daily or what you wheel with so we can get a little bit of a story of who you guys are. And then we'll jump in uh, to today and tomorrow and everything that's going on. So let's start with you, Trent. Uh, where'd you grow up? What'd you, uh, what'd you do when you were a child? Have, did you have any fun little stories for us? I grew up in a little town called Coolville, Ohio, and my brother and sisters, they're older than me, and they always did the, the mud and scene back east because, you know, that's all there is back there, and then the mountains, getting the rocks and stuff, but I grew up in off-road, you know, four-wheelers, quads, all that fun stuff, and came out here probably five years ago and met Slow County Crawlers, and they had a guy that races 4,400, and uh, 
Yeah, we're, we we all know Edwin. We're, yeah. we're friends with Edwin. Yeah. With Edwin and started pitting for him all the time. And I was like, you know what? I'm buying me a car. So I made the dumb, dumb decision to go buy a race car. And <laughs> there you go. That's always fun. So what, uh, what did you, you, I, I know this answer, but what did you wheel before King of the Hammers? Did you, uh, do you still have that vehicle today? No, I got rid of my Jeep. Okay. I mean, my JK. It was built and ran 40s and, you know, I beat the living out of it and treated it like a race car. We're allowed, we, we can cuss on this okay. podcast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're okay. We, we get the E symbol all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. And I decided to, I should probably, Buy something that can handle the abuse. The a beating better. you give it. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the the Jeep that you had. What uh, what year, JK? What did you do to it? It um, was a 2008. It was bone stock when I bought it, and it started here and there, putting parts on. I redid all the axles, upgraded everything, long arms, 40s, AR air, ARBs. You know, everything you could possibly do to it. Nice. And cage and all that, and I think like King of Hammers every year I came out here and just trashed it and broke it and had to go back on the trailer all the time. So <laughs> you brought the trailers out here just to take everything home. Yeah. It, it I hauled it on the trailer all the time just for that reason. Cause nice. Did not want to have to worry about trying to get it fixed to get it home. Okay. So. Smart. Um, at some point you bought a Toyota. Yeah, I did buy a Toyota. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. so what happened to that? Uh, bought a Toyota is putting a super ditty front underneath of it and everything else. And then I bought the race car a couple months later and I was like, well, Toyota has to go. So yeah, it's all Toyota. <laughs> yeah. Were you going to, so what was the point was, were you going to move from the Jeep to the Toyota? I was wanting to, yes. I was wanting to use the Toyota cause it's actually cheaper for parts and I'm not going to say it, but Toyota sometimes are stronger and better wheelers, but you know, yeah, I'll, I'll cut that out. Yeah. yeah. You might want to. Maybe not, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still a Jeep guy. <laughs> yeah. All right. Definitely. All right, Joshua. How about yep. you? Where did you grow up? Uh, what what'd you? How'd you get into wheeling? Um, what's your backstory? Um, I grew up in a small town, Big Bear, okay, Lake, California. Um, basically, grew up playing with RC cars. Um, and then, as my uh, graduation gift, my dad bought me a, a XJ. Oh, okay, well, shitbox. Yeah, he <laughs> bought me a shitbox, <laughs> and we just slowly did work to it, and then uh, just moved on from there. Okay. And so what did you do to the Xbox or the, uh, not Xbox, the XJ, <laughs> excuse me. It was pretty much like all done. We just had to keep on redoing everything. Okay. <laughs> so you bought it built yeah, and then you just had to keep maintaining it. Yeah. Everything would break and then you just all right. kind of keep on doing I've it. I've never wheeled again. out at Big Bear. It's uh, like one of my bucket list little items. Are there uh, some really hard wheeling trails out there or is there, uh, is it like fairly mediocre? I mean, not, you know, so like, my only real comparison is sort of Rubicon and Ford Ice and things of like like that. So, have you gone up there and wheeled those? Uh, no. Okay. I, um, so let's find some middle ground here. Have yeah, you gone a, to Moab? No. Have you gone to Hollister Hills? I've, I've only wheeled in uh, Johnson Valley Desert or Big Bear. Oh, okay. So you have some experience actually out here. Yeah. Oh, that's well, that's good. Just for you. a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's a bonus for sure. Cool. Okay. Um, so we've got an XJ and a, a JK guys that ended up getting a race car. Mm -hmm. want to, let's talk about the race car for a little bit. What is, uh, what is it? What did you get? Is it a pre-built one, uh, chassis wise or did, is it custom made? Um, yeah, it actually, I bought it off a friend of mine, Chris Ashton. I mean, it's a goat built chassis, Ibex chassis. He built it. 
he built the car and where i was at his house one day and we were just you know bsing and he's like yeah i'm thinking about selling the car i was like really i was like well yeah you know and then we went on a price and all that and so now he has my jk so it's still oh. still around and okay now i got his car so he's still he's still part of family both cars but yeah it's a get back to the car there it's a ibex goat built it's got a lq4 iron block 60 with a lsa supercharger and it's got a custom 60 front and custom 14 bolt rear and nice uh do you know what the ring and pinion is it's a 513s right now 513s are you yeah. right now are you going to change it yeah i want to go to 538s okay just a little little higher gear so nice and for your class you have to have 37s yeah 37s and max tires i can go yep um what about shocks i got uh fox 30 ib ibps all right and now you're not allowed to run bypasses no correct no. okay not to have single shock well i mean you can have bypasses but it has to be single shock oh so like the long shocks they're you know they're dual shock mm-hmm. so that would be a trick. Yeah, they're about you know five feet long. Yeah, <laughs> just big, big hoops. Yep. You'll be set. Very nice. There are actually some guys out here running them. So cool. So, how did you guys meet? <laughs> he actually just hit me up on Instagram one day, and I was coming out here to go uh, do some shock tuning, and I was like, "Well, I'm going this weekend. If you want to come out." So, oh yeah. Yep. And you jumped into the car and. Yep. screamed like a little girl the whole way oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> nice <laughs> did uh at that point did you have a hel- helmet at all no no he no. just jumped he, he, he brought a down a helmet i brought one for him so. yeah okay um and then you just jumped in the car and flew through some whoops and did some shock tuning and yep. just fell in love with being in there yep that's when i knew i wanted to do it and keep on going cool that's fun and so was there ever a point in your mind trent that was like man the guy i've never known that i'm inviting to jump in the car what the heck am i doing well not really because not too many people like to ride with me in the first place <laughs> especially in the jeep <laughs> nobody ever wanted to ride with me because they just get scared so i was like well you know if he can do it he can do it if there not then oh well nice <laughs> okay so you're pretty much like well anybody can jump in yeah yeah if anybody that wants to sit in there then they can so sweet nice I'm sure there's going to be, you're going to get flooded with people <laughs> that are going to be interested in jumping in. So you better do a good job, Josh. Oh, I, I will. Okay. Because <laughs> he's, now he's going to have a line of people at his door wanting to jump in yeah. as co-driver. So cool. All right. So we're down here at King of the Hammers. Yep. And uh, have you guys been doing any pre-running? Yeah, I did the whole uh, desert loop first lap. Had a couple issues there. Didn't do the rocks because there's no sense doing rocks. The rocks are going to change, you know? Yeah. You got to okay. pick your line. Lines are going to change. You just, that's where I come back from, you know, because I know how to rock crawl. So sure. you just do pick you, your line on the fly. Do you feel that if you know how to rock crawl, you get an advantage? I think so. You think so? I think you can pick the lines better, easier, faster, you know? Yeah. Because anybody can put the pedal down and go fast in the desert, but if you can... I wouldn't say anybody, but yeah. No? Yeah. Depending on the rig, yeah. Okay. On the rig. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. Depending on if you can go, if your rig can go fast, yeah, you can put the pedal down. Got it. Okay. So yeah. So it's, you have the you both have a rock crawling background. I mean, there's a lot of rocks down in uh, Big Bear, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you uh, that's good. So um, as a co-driver, I mean, do you have much recovery experience? Do you have you had to pull winch lines a bunch, or you know, run up a hill to? hook up to something i mean have you done that a lot um kind of 
you know, we go up uh, wheeling in Big Bear and we get stuck in the snow and we have to winch to trees to get out or yeah. keep going. Okay. So, yeah, I, I got some experience with uh, recovery. Yeah, sure. Okay. And uh, I pull a lot of people out. There you go. So you saved the day. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Um, have you, what are you doing for communication between driver and co-driver as like on the race course? I mean, are you using the Cardo tracks and the, the map and calling out signs beforehand? Or have you guys figured that out? Oh, well, I got the, the GPS in the car. Mm-hmm. So that's for, you know, while we're going and I can see it too. You know, if I have a quick question before I even say anything, I can just glance over and look and okay. we have our comms and our helmets that we can communicate back and forth too. So, okay. Is there, has there been any communication in regards to like, I please tell me like a few hundred feet before a turn happens or what gear I need to be in a corner or no, I just left. Basically, all I need him for is to tell me gauges, you know, is my trans getting hot? You know, what's my air fuel ratio if car starts spitting and sputtering, you know, things uh, like that. Then you're just going to hold on for the ride. Yep. <laughs> just there. Yeah, this will be my actual first time with a co-driver, too. So it's a learning experience for me. Okay. It's, in all races I've done, I've never had a co-driver. Oh, wow. So. Wow. Okay. So this is a, a world of firsts here. Yeah, yeah. First time as a co-driver, first time at King of the Hammers, first yeah. time with a co-driver. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you've been, you've both been to King of Hammers before, yeah. right? I know that you've been working in the pits with Eddie before. Yeah. Uh, have you ever worked in pits, Josh? No. No? You just came out and enjoyed the, like, the scenery and wheeling at night and uh, watching the races going on? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's, uh, I mean, that's the, the best part about it. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've got all, like my entire camp right now is out volunteering out at, um, like I've got people out at chocolate thunder backdoor, um, uh, Turkey claw, you know, and they're all out volunteering right now just so they can get that next step closer to the race, you know? So yeah. they're, they're having a good time. Cool. So, uh, pre ran the desert loop. Yep. You said you had a little bit of a hiccup go on yeah what I happened just, i just put a whole new big tank in the back of the car put a 40 gallon tank in it i had a 20 oh okay so i had to redo all the wiring and stuff and one plug was a little loose so it was going through the desert and the car just started spitting and sputtering and just pretty much just plugged it in the rest of the way it wasn't plugged in all the way oh and then <laughs> so, so then you did you figure that out while you were out there yeah i mean it was literally two seconds you know mm. and then a and fitting came loose in the back so and then you're spitting fuel everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So fix that too. But other than that, that was it. Are you running any special fuel? No, I'm running uh, 101 race fuel. Okay. Nice. So yeah, got all that taken care of and now fixed a car after uh crash there at qualifying. Yeah. Let's get into that. <laughs> so uh, you, you did desert running. Did you do any other rate um, testing before qualifying? Nah, just the qualifying course. Okay. Um, so what happened? Were you in the rig during qualifying? Yeah. Oh, all right. This is going to be fun. (laughs) So what happened at qualifying, Trent? (laughs) Well, you know, I decided to just go a little too fast. (laughs) Too fast, huh? A little little too fast up there on top of the hill. And I hit the brakes and it just slid and then just stuffed the the driver's side front tire down in a hole. And it just threw me back and forth. And I tried to save it. And then I blew a tire at the same time. And there was no saving it. Right. But did you plow it into a rock? Uh, right on top of the hill, you drop down into like little wash and there's a rock right there. So I hit that and then it threw the car up. And then when the car landed, I was already sideways. So it threw the car the other direction, then it smacked into a big rock. And then that's what rolled put uh, me on the side. And in the middle of that, you've like 
popped a tire. It yeah, I, I blew a tire right in the middle of all grenaded that. Grenaded it. And then uh, when I hit the big rock, it broke my sway bar. And yeah, how sure. did that, what broke on that? I've, I've seen, so we, I just was walking around the rig and it's somewhat torn apart at the moment. Well, now it's put back together for the most part, So, but the sway bar is not in it. You yeah. had an anti-rock. No, I had right? a, oh. a TK-1. Oh, a TK-1. A TK-1 sway and bar. So what happened to it? How it, did it break? It actually, it didn't really, it bent. It bent like three inches back. Oh. The actual the bar itself that goes through the tubing. So not only did you bend the anti-rock bar, but or excuse me, the TK-1 anti-sway bar, you bent the tube on the exterior of the vehicle yeah. too. Yep, so all so had to be cut out. And all, and yeah. So how did you get it out? Uh, I actually just cut the, cut the bar and beat it out with a hammer. <laughs> it's the only way I get it out. <laughs> yeah, we, I'm going to turn that into a soundbite on the board. Okay. <laughs> cut the cut bar and beat it out with a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so uh, and then from when I stopped by, the whole front of the rig was um, somewhat apart, and all the bars were cut up. Um, and then I stopped by earlier today, and it's all back together. So uh, how what happened in that process? Uh, actually, big shout out to Rust Stuff. You know, you can go over there and use their stuff, and they'll do the work for you, and they have the material. So I just drove the car over there. And here we go. This is what I need done. And yeah, they they took it. And they took care of it. Took care of it. Yeah, that it's glad to. Ha- I'm glad they're back on the lake bed this year. That yeah. we missed them last year for sure. Yeah, that's so. for sure. Cool. Okay, so uh, all that's left to do is put the sway bar in. Yep. And then you're buttoned up and well, ready to run. Ax- I got an axle shaft that's leaking now, so I'm going to pull the front end apart and fix the seal. Okay. Cause and I'm, you, you I'm, got all day to do that. Yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty anal about things leaking on the car, so that's just going to drive me up the wall if it's leaking. So. Well, that's good because you got like 200 miles to drive t- tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so so what do you think of uh, flopping and rolling and bouncing Josh, did you um, did you expect that? Did you see it coming? I kind of did. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as you dropped, as down soon that as light. he was coming over the hill, you're like, we're yeah. fucked. Yeah, pretty much. Our uh, <laughs> ascent jumped up sideways, like you said, and then uh, he tried saving it, and it just launched us into that rock, and we just nice and slow just started slide or flipping over. over. Yeah. Have you ever rolled over before? No. <laughs> While it was happening, I was like, kind of like. Excited. I was like, hell yeah, this is my first rollover. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't want to say it because, you know, obviously here you're in the moment, like, we're like, we're upside down. You're like, that was fun. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trent, you've, have you ever rolled? Uh, I put it on the side a couple of times, the JK. Yeah. yeah. A couple other. Yeah, that Jeep's been, yeah. I know yeah. that Jeep's been places. Yeah. <laughs> I've wheeled with you before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why I had to get a race car. <laughs> it's uh, probably a smart move. An expensive smart move. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, well, so tomorrow's the big day. Uh, what's the game plan? Is there one? Uh, really? I mean, you can have a game plan all, all day, but when you get in the seat and it sometimes it just disappears and <laughs> you forget what you had to get, you know, plan and just go. Yeah. Just go. Just keep the car together. That's my main thing now is just keep the car together. All right. So are you going to drive as hard as you did during qualifying? Is there, are you going to try to do that same sort of speed? Are you, I'm going to pick my battles, pick the battles. Smart, smart answer. Very nice. So, uh, what's, what's the course look like for you? Can you walk us through it a little bit? Uh, the desert section, it looked, cause I was out there on Tuesday of last week, pre-running it. And that was before the T1 trucks and everything, and now I guess it's pretty tore up, so they're like, before, you know, I was doing 65, 70 through the desert, now they're like, you might want to cut it down some, because there's some pretty bad wall shelves 
that's exposed yeah not even the, they're not whoops they're yeah it's walls yeah it's like <laughs> a, a step of rock yeah that's like a, a ledge that you have to go up and you're just flying through the desert and then all of a sudden one of these shows up yeah yeah, that, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. It's hopefully my brakes hold up good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to slow down in time. Did you put new pads on? I need to. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when you're ripping that axle apart. That's, yeah. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, yeah, yeah no problem. Yeah, that's yeah. why I'm here. That, that's on the list. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, actually a little slower than practicing um, yeah. out in the desert. And then for after the desert loop, where do you go? Um, desert loop, we go back into pit one we go back through pit one then we come in to back door and all that and come back through the main and then go back out and hit start hitting the rocks are you is it mandatory to go down back door no it is actually they have a bypass you either go up sand hill or go down back door and what are you gonna do i don't know yet no i don't, don't? know i don't know do you think it's faster to go down back door it's faster but i got the horsepower to go up sand hill so if there's a traffic jam at back door then i might go up sand hill yeah I've always, like today, they're running the golf carts, right? And backdoor is an optional route, but I'm like, what golf cart is going to go down backdoor? Yeah, that's, yeah. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. No. And so, and I knew they made it optional for you guys as well. So, was, but to me, it always seems like it's the, there's a risk factor with yep. backdoor, right? Yep. So like it might be a little slower, but I might roll over yep. and I have to recover yep. myself. And then, you know then it might be longer because I have to do all that. Yeah. So it maybe take the risk to go faster or not be as risky and just have it be a, a few seconds, minutes slower. Yeah, we got to do it twice. So Yeah. And so for you really it is, it's coming down to where's a backup, what's going on at that point. Yeah, basically. Cause I'm starting to back the pack since I didn't finish qualifying. Yeah, you got a so DNF. I got a long ways to go. Yeah. You got a lot of cars to pass. A lot of traffic jams. Yeah. And uh, from my knowledge and my experience of this race, it's not, you're not really racing the cars, you're racing the track, yep. right? And so it's a game of longevity. And if you're still running at midnight, you're passing people that aren't running, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so that's the, that's the plan, right? That's the plan. Run until I can't. There you go. Cool. Okay. So you got back door, you come back into main pit and then where do you shoot off to? Follow the GPS, follow man. The GPS I've from never, there. I've never ran the course, and I don't know all the trail names, so okay. it should be interesting. Yeah. You hit Turkey Claw right out of the gate? Yeah, right out of the gate. It's like two miles in. Yeah. And mm. I, only, I see that being a cluster. I know, and that's why I want you know, to qualify good, because I can be in front of that cluster. Right. <laughs> I'm going to be in the cluster. Yeah. You're just gonna, I was uh, joking that we should start a coffee stand over there, so when <laughs> all the racers show up and they're just like sitting there, we'll be like, what do you want, latte, you know, espresso? <laughs> You know, let's uh, hope you have your catheter in because you're going to have to pee. <laughs> so, okay, cool. Um, so it's just longevity is the name of the game tomorrow. The car is a proven finisher. It's proven, it's finished at least five times. So the car, car can take it. It's just if I can make the car take it. Got it. So Josh, what, uh, what do you expect tomorrow? Um, <laughs> hopefully he takes it easy and. Slow and steady, you know, just at least focus on finishing. Have you told him that yet? He just did. <laughs> <laughs> Slow and steady, Trent. Yeah, 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 right before we were qualifying, he's like, yeah, I'm going to take it nice and easy, blah, blah. I'm not going to push too hard. And as soon as that guy pointed us to go and he just horns shoot it out of his head and he just took <laughs> off. I was like, I don't know. Straight through the helmet. Like, Here it is. Yep. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> 
You're all, so oh, this is why I signed hopefully, up. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, he gets that together and, you know, just focuses on that. Yeah. All right. And you're just uh, watching them gauges and yeah. just keep him on track whenever something happens and yeah. pointing them in the direction. And then are is there going to be much communication in um, the way of rock crawling lines? Are you guys going to talk about it? Uh, I'm going to leave it up to him. He's um, pretty comfortable in the rock. So, yeah. I mean, if he's getting hung up and I see it, then I'll, maybe I'll like tell him what's going yeah. on, you know? Yeah, like big rock on the left. Yeah. But he's pretty comfortable in the rock. So, yeah. that should be fine. Yeah, he he puts himself in some awkward situations and then hammers down to yeah. try to get out usually. Yeah. That's the way I've seen him wheel. Yeah, normally it's like pick the hardest line and go have fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> but here I can't do that. I need to pick the easiest line. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of an opposite mentality yeah. of just crawling. Yeah. You know? Crawling's it's like, like I'm going to hit the hardest line I can and have fun. And, and here see it's if like, I, I can make it. Yeah. And here it's like, no, I need to get to the finish line. Yeah. It doesn't matter if I can do the hard lines or... You know any of it i just the goal is to finish and get to the end yep nice okay so um are you gonna finish you don't draw like hell there you go cool well let's uh let's turn this down here a second let's uh let me give you guys a chance to talk about your sponsors and things like that and then i'm hoping to get you guys after the race on saturday catch up with you hear how everything went, hear how the expectations, uh, you know, went through. If everything you told me today is what happened out on the race course (laughs) or if things went differently, which we all know, I think how that answer is going to be. Well, they say as soon as you put your visor down, how the racers just forget about everything. Mm -hmm. Tunnel vision. (laughs) Yep. Got it. Cool. Well, uh, let's uh, give you a chance to shout out some people that's been helping you along, uh, Trent and, uh, Let's um let's get to that before uh, you start destroying the parts. Oh, okay. Well, first off, I'd like to you know shout out to my wife. You know, she supports me sometimes, but for the <laughs> most part, she supports me. Um, to Eddie for you know helping me out because I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to the whole ultra four scene and who to talk to and this and that. So he's he's helped me out a long ways with that. And you know, Chris, you know he he might might have sold the car, but he's still there and still helps fix and whatever I break, you know, and get things ready. And the the slow counter crawler guys, you know, they're out here actually helping me pit and big shout out to them. And then, you know, I got my actual sponsors, you know, Turo for, you know, the tires, vision wheels and worn for all their stuff and excess power battery. You know, when I put this bigger fuel tank in back of this car, I couldn't use the same battery. I actually had to get two small batteries because I had no more room. Oh, wow. And so they, they hooked me up to some batteries for that and, Stage eight, they they actually came through and helped me out a lot with because my axle flange in uh, Mexico was actually coming out of the car, my axle, rear axle shafts. So oh, they wow. actually okay. have, a, have a kit that keeps the 14 bolts from the bolts from coming out. So that's one less thing to worry about now. Yeah, that, so. that definitely works. That's something we really didn't talk about is that you've actually done a few races with Ultra 4 before. Yes. You did San Felipe and then you did Sturgis and South Sturgis, Dakota. that's right. I think yeah. I said Crandon the other day. Um, cool. So you actually have some ultra four race experience. You yeah. just haven't raced here at King of the Hammers yeah, before. Never raced King of the Hammers and I've never seen all the trails. So it's, it's going to be fun. You're about to see all the trails. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And, uh, sorry to interrupt. Was there anybody else on that list that you wanted to shout out to and say thanks? No, that was, that's, that's all. a good list right yeah. there. At least you got some people, you know, yeah, helping you out. That's always just, as a first time racer for the most part, you know, that's, 
that's really cool to see these companies stepping up and helping out. Yeah. Uh, Josh, you want to give a shout out to anybody? No. <laughs> Not even? No. Mom and dad or something? Thanks, dad, for buying me a J uh, JK or a J uh, XJ. Excuse yeah, me. Thanks to him um, getting me into this sport. There you go. Good yeah. job, Josh. I'll help you out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Let's leave it at that. Sounds and then uh, hopefully we can catch up with you guys afterwards on Saturday sometime. Are you are you pitting? Yeah, I'm going to be pitting for Eddie. Are you? Are you going to be main or are you going to be out somewhere? Do you know? I, I don't know. Okay. I'd rather be somewhere. Uh, probably main. I'd like to be in the main. All right. With you. Then maybe I can. Uh, and are you doing anything on Saturday? Um, I'm not too sure. Okay. So know, if I'm not pitting, then... I yeah. come talk to you and see how things went. Yeah, sure. Well, maybe we can. So after he leaves pit one or pit main pit, I mean, he's got a long few loops out there. And if he's not having problems or doesn't need somebody to rush out to uh, remote pit two or two, a, is there two A and two B this no, year? It's just all two. It's all two. Yep. So if he doesn't need something ran out to two, maybe we can catch up after that. Yeah. Sound good? Yeah. Works. All right. Are you nervous? I'm just more, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I'm nervous because I got a lot of time and money invested in everything else, and it just disqualifying just pissed me off. Yeah, you know, you got something to prove now. Yeah, but I can't because I don't want to break the car, you know, any worse. Well, <laughs> you don't you don't prove it by going fast. You prove it by finishing. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear what I said? Yeah, I heard you. <laughs> yeah, I heard you. I, I don't go fast. I drive slow, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't believe you. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. Um, I will... I'll be in contact with Trent, okay. and then um, we'll figure out what to do from there, and then see if we can... He'll, we'll loop you in and figure out a good time. Yeah. Cool? Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. Thank you. Welcome back to the intermission uh, between interviews here. So uh, like we talked about before, um, we talked with uh, Trent and Josh here before they went racing. And then we let them go race and, uh, you know, survive a 10, 12 hour car wreck and uh, talk to them afterwards. So sounds like they're, you know, leading into it in fairly good spirits. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little confident, maybe not too confident. It's, uh, you know, you never really know which way it's going to swing. So um, let's now uh, jump on in. So the second part of this interview took place uh, the day after their race. So uh, we talked with them on Thursday and then they went racing on Friday and then we caught up with them on Saturday. So um, they've had you know, 12, maybe 15 hours to recoup and, and kind of think about uh, how the race went. And so we're getting their first thoughts here. And you guys get to listen in on this really neat perspective of, you know, 12, 15 hours after the race, what's going through their head after they've had a night to think about it and let the, the train wreck uh, absorb into their bodies and kind of recoup from it all. So... Really cool stuff. Without further ado, let's jump right back into it and see what uh, Josh and Trent have to say about uh, their day racing here.
All right, welcome back. It's been a few days out here on the lake bed, and it's we've had a wonderful time and some crazy racing, but it's only been minutes for you guys. So let's see what. So how did qualifying go? Give us a little bit of a brief recap. What happened during qualifying? Uh, qualifying, I ended up stuffing the front end, throwing me around, and hit a rock and put it on the side. And so what does that mean for uh, your placement and starting for uh, the, I, the main race? I got a DNF, and then they randomized the DNFs, and I started um, 89th. 89th out of how many? Um, like uh, 134. Oh, that ain't bad. That yeah. Was that many DNFs behind you guys? Well, they put the 4,600 stock class behind everybody. Got so it. They started them in back. There was 34 of them, so I'd say 89 out of 100. Okay. Wow. So you had some ground to catch up. Yes. Yes. Um, so let's start um, from pretty much the like the start line. What uh, or let's actually let's back up a little bit for that. Was there any like rituals or things that you did the night before the race that I don't that you did for some specific reason? The uh, night before the race, we decided to put a uh, light bar on the roof. And since I was starting so far back in the back, so. Okay. We did that, and since I broke my sway bar in qualifying, I finally found a sway bar last minute and installed that. So it was a, a leaky. Also night. had a leaky hub or something. Yeah, I decided just to run it. Okay. But it was a late. As long late as night. oil's coming out, you still got oil in, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yep. <laughs> cool. Okay. I was more implying like, did you eat a specific dinner or did you not eat dinner? So you had an empty stomach. Did you like try to go to the bathroom as much as possible? You know, did. No. Any of those things? Just a normal night? Yeah, for me, it was just a normal night. Josh? Just ate some uh, hot dogs and <laughs> used the bathroom as much as I could. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> nice. All right. And you still so, had to pee all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I got a, I don't know. You got a bouncing bladder? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go pee quite I, often. I believe it. All right. So, um, so you're lining up and you're just waiting in the line until it's your turn for the most part. Yep. Um, and what's going through your guys' heads? Go ahead and tell me. What's going through your head? <laughs> Hoping that you take it slow and like slow and easy. Um, just try not to push the car super hard. Yeah. You did a good job. You know, had a couple hiccups, but okay. we were doing really good. Yeah. What's going through your head, Trent? Uh, startup. I was basically just sitting there just waiting. Just waiting yeah. to go. Getting waiting. anxious. Waiting to put the pedal down. Waiting. Waiting for that green flag. All right. So you hit the green flag, and then what do you... What are you guys doing? So you blast out of the um, infield and out towards Turkey Claw, right? Yeah. So what was going on, like, right as you hit the start? Uh, as soon as I hit the start line, I blasted out there. I made a point to get in front of the guy beside me. So yeah. Then got out there and got Turkey Claw, and it was... Before Turkey Claw, you actually told me some, something was on the race course? Uh, that was on the next time through. Oh, okay. Next time through. The first time it was okay. So the the second lap you had motorcycles on the race course. Yes, spectators. Is mm -hmm. we right, like right on the race course, coming right at me, <laughs> right towards you. Yep. Yeah. yeah I bet they uh, had brown pants after that. Yeah, it was uh, like, what? Wh what are you doing? You yeah. Know? Did you hit your sirens? No. Didn't see them enough, yeah, or it was, they it figured was, we it were out. We were going up and down so much right there, you couldn't see over the next knoll. Oh yeah. And there they were. There wasn't enough time to do anything. So luckily they got out of the way. You just ran them over? No. <laughs> <laughs> luckily they got out of the way. Yeah, so. good. Cool. Okay. So then let, now let's back up to first lap. All you right. hit Turkey Claw? Hit Turkey Claw. It was a little bit of traffic jam. It wasn't that bad. Had to sit there for a minute for a guy to pull a winch so I didn't run his winch over and stuff like that. Just be courteous. Yeah. And uh, after that, got out into the desert and 
daggone car starts spitting and sputtering fuel line coming loose again oh really i thought i fixed it apparently not so pulled over real quick for that and then we were off again and it was smooth sailing until went through cougar buttes just fine what's no cougar i've so i've never been to cougar buttes what's it like out there basically there's a lot of flat smooth rock yeah it looks like just weird hard mounds of rock that throw you at off angles and like steep angles up and down and there's a few cliffs right out there yeah i mean it wasn't really that bad it was pretty easy okay and uh for somebody as skilled as you are right yeah (laughs) yeah wait till we get to the end further on the race (laughs) (laughs) i'm excited after uh, taking a quick peek at the car yeah um and after that Got out of Creek Buttes, and then all of a sudden, I either a G out or something. Next thing I knew, I was facing towards the ground, side of the ground, all over the place. I ended up landing on my driver rear, and it blew the driver rear tire, broke the wheel. And so he pulled over, changed that. I noticed my rear axle was leaking a little bit on that side to seal. I was like, ah, it's no big deal. It's whatever. And keep going. And I was like, man, I think that tire I just put on is flat because it doesn't feel right. Yeah. So you're driving along and uh, you notice that, or before, so you G'd out. And actually, I want to back up a little bit here. So um, what is it? Why do they call it G out? What is it? I have no, I've just heard it called that. I honestly 100% don't know. It's just where you're going through. And next thing you know is you're in way higher than your front end and you're driving on the front tires. You don't have any, the G gravity or no, anything I'm happening that, on your side. I'm Zero gravity. <laughs> Zero gravity. So yeah. you just. You're floating. So, okay. So you just bounced around. The tire popped. Yep. The the wheel broke. Yep. Um, so you swapped a tire out there. And then while you're doing that, you noticed that the rear axle was leaking? Yeah, the rear axle was leaking a little bit, which was, you know, it happens. You know, it's whatever. Okay. Just keep going. It's a 14 bolt. They always leak. Yeah. Okay, and, yeah. Um, then I started, go, I put everything's done, started heading back out, and it just felt like I had a flat tire. Okay. Like something, something's not right, you know? So I just keep going. And it's whatever get to get to remote pit one again have them check it out they say tires are good lug nuts are good you know they said the tire looked like it was leaning i was like okay it didn't didn't dawn on me you know so they put some fuel on me and the way i went again and we were going through the desert again and i'm like man i hear something grinding like loud squealing like a fan you know just squealing yeah, or a belch or something yeah I mean, okay. that's what i thought it was and then right before i got the back door i lost brakes like no brakes gone so I decided to go up the bypass round back door and I had a hard time going up it, which is odd, you know? Yeah. And then I get into Maine. I was telling them, I said, Hey, I don't have no brakes, you know? So they had tires laying out for me to roll in and hit the tires. So they pinched my brake line, pulled out my caliper in the rear, which is like, that's weird. You know, I don't know what's going on at this time. I still don't know. I have a yeah. broken shaft and, um, get that all fixed, get the brake line pinched off and all that fun stuff, get brake fluid in it and go out again and go through uh, turkey claw and I'm getting stuck in turkey claw. I'm like, why am I getting stuck? I was getting aggravated and he could vouch for that one. <laughs> yeah. and, what, uh, what, what was conversation being had in the cab at that time? Get the fuck uh, out, see get, what the hell's yeah. wrong. <laughs> get <Yeah>. out. <laughs> Figure out get this the solution. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so you hopped out. Yeah. I mean, he told you to, right? Yeah. And he didn't want a, a swift elbow hitting you quickly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did you see? Um, I don't think I realized that the uh, rear driver driver wasn't spinning at that time. I was just focused on getting him off of the rock that he stuck on. Yeah. And uh, 
I think we realized at the bottom of Spooner's, right? Yeah. That that axle was not spinning. That you just you were three tiring it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's there was a Land Cruiser up on Chocolate Thunder doing that last night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Toyotas. <laughs> right. It just popped a shaft and I don't think anybody knew that it was broken and they kept eating it on trying to like go up the ledge on chocolate. Trying to thunder. get him to break I'm it. I'm like, there's no way that guy's gonna get up. He's got a broke and then he landed funky and just you know, chaos happens on chocolate thunder. Anyways, yeah. okay. So got him off the ra- off the obstacle, you made it up, turkey claw. Yep. You uh, something happened at Spooners? Um I kept going through a desert, you know, I kept hearing that loud grinding noise and then finally something popped and banged and I didn't hear it no more. So I was like, all right, it fixed itself. Yeah. You know, and then I get to Spooners and had a hard time with the GPS. Um, I saw where people were going right and going around and I was like, well, do I go straight? Do I go right? You know, I didn't know. So I went straight a little bit and then I had him run up to people up there and I said, which way is the trail? Cause I've never been to Spooners, you know? Okay. And they're like, well, this is the trail where they said, don't be a pussy, go through it. And I'm like, well, fuck that. So I backed out of Spooners and then I went <laughs> to go up the bypass to get around. And that's when I noticed my tire wasn't spinning because I was stuck going up a dirt hill. <laughs> so I had to winch up that. And then I pulled over for a little bit, trying to figure out what I should do. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to go and keep going. Okay. So got into Spooners. I was stuck behind some stock cars and... Then I was trying to get through because I needed momentum. I couldn't keep slowing down. So I kept getting stuck because I'd keep slowing down. And then stock cars came up behind me, asking me to get out of the way. So I let them through. And it's only one one way through right there. And finally, finally got through Spooners after probably two hours, it felt like. Wow. And uh, that's when somebody cut my winch rope. So I was done and then sucked it through the, the knot through the winch. So Wait, what happened? <laughs> Josh, what happened? Um, so I put the the winch line around a rock, and I didn't realize that the rock was pretty sharp. Okay. Around the corner, and uh, it just, just cut snapped. it right in half. And then uh, he tied the knot, and then he was right about to come up the shelf to get him off this rock, and the the knot was like a foot away from the winch, and I was like, "Fuck, there's nothing I could do," you know. And, and so uh, it sucked it into the winch. Yeah through the fair lead mm-hmm. yeah and then you couldn't get it back out so if you ever we, needed it we could have taken the uh the the plate off the front probably and yeah now and pulled hindsight. it out and yeah i was thinking about it, it would still been stuck on a fair lead then the metal bar back there would have cut the rope again you know that's a sharp yeah. piece of metal that's why yeah, the fair yeah. lead's there so yeah okay. could have just cut the cable again i guess and tied another knot but that was yeah car was pretty beat up by then too yeah, so. not thinking about it so uh so you're stuck so, somewhere with a, uh, without a winch. No, I, I, after that, I drove through the rest of the way. I told him to walk and try to spot me and don't stop in front of me. I need momentum. I about ran him over like five times. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to stay ahead of a car sometimes. Yeah, it's hard know? to keep up, you know. You, you're spot hot. And you're look where up. you're going and you know? running and, yeah, okay. So. Meanwhile, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do at least 10, 15 mile an hour through the rocks to keep going. So Wow. That's fast, too. Yeah, you expect him to run up a hill at ten. Or at least get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> at least get out of the way. There you go. <laughs> sure. So uh-huh. got got through there and then got to outer limits and there's some cars broke there and I've never seen outer limits before so I got out of the car and walked it and some of the race officials there you know the guys that help winch and all that was there and I was like well here's my situation what do you guys think I was like I got two hours or two and a half hours it was 
was like, I'm three-wheel drive and no winch. They're like, I wouldn't do it. They're like, you're just going to get stuck and be in there even longer. And, yeah, and be a trail tampon. Yeah, so I made the, the call just to park it there and hang out, and a couple other guys are broke, so help them out with what they, you know, whatever they needed and called the race because, yeah, with the, the tires actually in like a, I don't know, 75 degree angle now. It's leaning pretty bad. Front's leaking really bad. The rear's, the chrome wheel's black. I don't even know how much gear was left in the rear end. I mean, it was, car's pretty beat up. So it was stopped now instead of breaking more parts. Sure. Which isn't a bad idea. No, I mean, it, I was, you don't know how bad I wanted to keep going though. It was. Oh, I can believe it to some extent. You just like, I can get over this obstacle and make it to the next one, get over that obstacle and make it to the next one. And as, as long as we can keep going until like there's a catastrophic failure, yeah. you know, but you took the, the fact in that, you know, you're going to have to fix the car. You're going to have to maintain it. You're going to have to work on it. You know, there's, nope. you don't want to put yourself in a situation where you're stopping the rest of the race course. No, yeah. you know, I think that's a, a very mature move. It was a hard one to make. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> it was a hard decision to make. Yeah. So, um, did you have to sit there until the race course closed? Yep. yep. Had to sit there until the race course was closed. And the bad thing, I was right in the middle of a canyon, so I couldn't even get a hold of none of the pits to let them know that they could leave, you know? Uh, yeah. So after the race course was closed, I got on top of the hill and right there was a remote pit too. I mean, I could literally see them, but I couldn't mm-hmm. get out with a radio and let them know they can go ahead and go back. And so I actually ended up beating them back. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So... So how did that put you placement wise? I am 69th. Okay. I finished 69th. You got to, you built up some, uh, tracks or you passed some people. Yeah. Yeah. So So. you didn't break as early as they did. That's right. There you go. That's That's uh, you know, you actually slow and steady wins the race for the most part, right? Yeah. Other than coming out of Cougar Buttes. That's what, uh, it wasn't slow and steady coming out of there. And that's that's when everything went to hell. How fast (laughs) do you think you got up? Uh, through the desert, I tried to keep it under 60 because anything faster than that car in a desert, it wouldn't, it couldn't handle it. Oh, okay. The desert was tore up pretty bad. So how did you feel when he was going that fast, Josh? Um, there's a couple of times where I'm like, okay, you're pushing it a little bit too hard. It's easy, easy, you know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, he knows the car a lot more than I do. So he knows sure. its limits. Yeah. Um, were you just like giggling like a little schoolgirl when he's going that fast <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i would be too like, oh. <laughs> all right so um obviously things did not go necessarily to plan nope but uh did you like did you learn anything out of this did you um you know was there things that you can now uh try to fix and do something different in the future for the next time you have to come or the next time you get to come out here um Get rid of the 14 bolt, get something stronger so I don't bend another spindle. What's stronger than a 14 bolt? Uh, third member axles. It's, you know, spider oh, yeah. tracks, something like that. Something that has unit bearings in the back, you know, that can take the force of getting slammed down is, like uh, that. Is your 14 bolt a full float? Yeah, it's a full float. It's a custom housing. It's a four inch tube housing, half inch thick wall. I mean, it's a beefy 14 bolt, but the spindle's always a, the weakest point on those. Got it. So, so that's what you bent. That's the ultimately yep. the thing that. But, yeah, I broke the axle and then bent the spindle at the same time. I mean, and then that, I think, is what, because the spindle was bent so bad, so the hub was pulling out, going back in, and it finally pulled out enough, to, you know, to pull the brake line apart off right. the caliber. So. Oh, yeah. And that's when you lost brakes. Yeah. Because you didn't, 
did so did you lose all fluids and everything yeah. too and they had you had to cycle the fluids and yeah. say pinch the brake line yeah i was in i was in maine for a good probably 30 minutes wow yeah i was there i was making good time they said they said i was i was i was catching up but pushed too hard you win some and you lose some yeah well bummer i'm sorry to hear that i did see an immense amount of fluid on the bottom of the race car back there in in the pit so uh what's the game plan now are you going to fix it up and be at the next race or are you gonna take a race off and spend some time get, collecting parts yeah uh, game plan now is the the boss the wife aka boss um after i spent so much time on the car before this i gotta give her a month of not touching the car so after that, I'll start working on the car all right. and see where the race is and what all I have to do. <laughs> so you don't have to touch the car, but Josh could touch it. If he feels like driving that far, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You can give him some direction. Yeah. Tell him what he needs to happen. So you're going to let him back in the car again? I don't know. It's up to him. I mean, he, he, under, he, he didn't realize it was as physical as it was, so... I thought he's going to pass out on me out there in the rock. So it's kind of up to him on that one. All right. yeah. That's a good, uh, good point. How, how do you guys feel today? How, physically, how do you feel? Physically, I'm fine. It's just a little sore, but that's no big deal. Sore, like the entire body sore? Yeah, just my shoulders. You know, I don't think my harness was completely 100% right. I think my lap belts were a little loose. So I just, my shoulders hurt a little bit. But other than that, you know, I'm good to go. How about your elbow? Oh, that was qualifying. It, it Yeah. It still hurts. <laughs> <laughs> and you, Josh, you, you feeling all right? Um, my neck's a little bit sore. Yeah? Yeah. So do Exhausted. you think the helmet, you're sore just from the weight of a helmet bouncing around? Or do you think like the Hans and things wasn't set up right? or Just bouncing around, just bouncing. you know? Yeah. Trying to stiffen up and brace myself constantly. Yeah. Um, probably running around in the rocks too. Did you? Oh, and you have your helmet on and stuff then too? For most part yeah. yeah i ended up just taking it off yeah that's when i thought he's gonna die yeah he looked like pale and i was like here's some water drink some water you're hot yeah physically just, challenged to being running around in the rock with your race suit on and everything happening and yeah i definitely wasn't prepared for this um definitely will be training for the next race yeah you're gonna join a crossfit gym or something <laughs> well i live in the mountains so i'll go hiking and okay yeah just find a, jogs, yeah. find a boulder field to like yeah. climb up every day yeah, <laughs> or something. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, um, I'm glad you guys are alive. Yeah. I'm um, sorry <laughs> to hear the cars beat up. Um, I'm excited to hear the next stories and see what's going to become of the, the vehicle and, you know, hear what uh, next races you guys are going to be at. I think it's a, a fun thing that the listeners are going to be able to follow along with for sure. I know for sure. I think I'm going to definitely start doing more short course. You think so? Yeah. Cause the way the car is <laughs> set up now, she, she moves pretty good in short course. So sweet. Well, let me know when you decide to come up to Prairie city. Will do. Cause that's on the, one of the short course circuits yep. as well. I think. Yeah. For NorCal. NorCal. Yeah. So that'll be fun. We can, uh, maybe get a group of people out there. Yeah. Have some fun. Uh, cool. Um, so I, we kind of already did sponsor shout outs cause I didn't know what state of mind you guys would be in, but is there anybody else you wanted to say thank you to once again, or somebody that we might've missed before? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, um, shout out to UConn. I totally forgot about UConn. I mean, they helped me out a lot too. That's the sad part. I just wasn't even thinking about it. And then, uh, Miles Firewood, he donated some wood for me out here at Hammers. So I had wood Oh yeah, for all of Hammers. I heard you nice. saved the day because somebody lost a smudge yeah, pot. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody 
stole somebody else's smudge pot. So. That's so ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> that makes me upset. Yeah, I guess there's a lot of things coming up missing around here, So, which is a new one to me. I mean, there's never been anything stolen out here no, that, no. that I know of. Yeah. But. That sucks. Yeah. How about you, Josh? You got a shout out for us? Um, shout out to Miles Mountain Firewood and everybody who made this happen for me. You know, somebody pulled in clutch. Yeah. Helped me buy a multi-layer racing suit before the race. And yeah. Sweet. How about uh, any other podcasts out there? Uh, yeah, that's actually his podcast. It's called the Fuckheads with the PH. Okay. Yeah. And he's going to be starting that up on Monday. Oh, this upcoming, probably the same day this is released. Yeah. So, so. it'll be starting on Monday. Okay. Yeah. Oh, fun. Spell it for us. Uh, P-H-U-C-K. And then heads. Heads. H-E-A-D-S. Yeah. Plural. Mm. Cool. That's fun. So what is, what is that podcast? What do they do? Um, shooting the shit. Uh, just getting to know people, different people, you know. In a specific industry? Um, to be honest, I don't, I don't know. Don't know. Um, I just know he said that he's just going to pull like family members and random people um, just to shoot the shit, talk cool. about things. and Sweet. Well, that'll be fun. And if anybody wants to follow along with them, go check them out. Yeah. Well, thanks, gentlemen. I appreciate it. I uh, hope you take a lot of aspirin today or something along <laughs> <Yeah>. those lines. <laughs> no, when I got back, I drank a whole bottle of moonshine. No <laughs> quart. Ah, <laughs> wow. No wonder you're so chipper today. Yeah, I'm good to go today. <laughs> Happy as can be. I was, yeah. I was in poor shape the other night. So, yeah. Um, well, I appreciate your time. Thank you very much. And Thank don't you. forget... Keep crawling. <laughs> <laughs>